Go ahead. Me or you? You. Oh, okay. Welcome back to the Off Center Archers podcast for episode... 68. 68. This is Stephanie. And I'm Anthony. <laughs> well, we don't really have the bar raised any higher for our intro, so it's not really a, oh, I know. a I surprise. Know. Absolutely. So we actually have uh, a couple things that we're going to be talking about today that we were actually going to talk about our last episode but we completely forgot about yeah very much so and another thing that we did mention is that we got a couple parts for your inertia it was dropped off to be to re- be restrung and i had some extra things to throw on it yeah so. and then you actually got we got it back and you took a couple shots with it from the last time that we spoke about it from dropping it off mm-hmm. to this time Yep, I got my bow back, so I'm quite happy about it. And it is pretty damn quick, to say the least. Um, so where do you want to start off? Right where you're talking about Oh, now? with the bow. Okay, so we'll start with the bow. You've already started talking okay. about it. So, so I got just... the, he got it restrung and everything. It's um different setup than it was before. Before it had like a bunch of little red um, speed buttons on it. Now I have Pine Ridge XL speed knocks on, on the strings instead. And also, I had the the flex slide guard taken off, and the brand new FRS uh, rail put on it with the bearing roller. And before, I mean, it, I mean, the, the inertia was always a fastball. Like I said before, I mean, it did three hundred and four the way it was set up before. Now it does three hundred and eight, and it's on like a pound less or a pound and a half less. So, which is nice. I mean, the it it. It shoots really, really good. It's shooting very, very straight. The guys at Saluda River did a, a hell of a job with the restring and tuning of the bow. And it, it just, it shoots fantastic. It just, the day I was shooting it, I just, it sounded a little bit different to me and it, and the impact sounded harder. So I was like, you know, I asked the guy, can you put it through the chronograph? And sure as hell, he comes out, he's like, Dude, this thing's throwing some smoke. It's doing 308. I'm like, oh, Okay. Like, you know, well, it's quicker than before. Before it was 304. So he's like, well, I mean, he's like, you're shooting really, really good groups with it and leave it alone. It's like, yeah, I, I don't plan on turning it down. That's how I shot now, before. Do you have that boat maxed out as far as? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll end it lockdown. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I always shoot with the bows as as much as I can. Every bow I own is. The limbs are completely maxed out. Like as soon as I set up the evolve for me, I lock the limbs down completely. Well, yeah, because that's a that's a lighter poundage. Bow. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, but the the the, the evolve is the evolve is not the evolve. The inertia, the limbs are maxed out. Before it was doing like seventy two, seventy three, and now it's it's like seventy one ish, seventy one and a half, like that. But it's actually shooting faster than it was before. Yeah. Well. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's actually shooting very, very nicely. So and now that's been, that's the one that you're gonna be bringing to tech. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, you also posted a, a photo up from the last time I had it at the range with me. Uh, you know, now that everything's all black and green, looks really nice. Yeah, yeah. The the, the wick stick stabilizer that was on the evolve is now on the inertia because it just matches everything. Well, yeah, because that was black and green. And right. it, mm-hmm. it matched everything for the Evolve, but this one, because the, the riser and the limbs are, are completely, completely black. Completely black. Yeah. So it looks really, really nice. Yeah, and uh, we got the the grip replacements came in, so we put yeah. now instead of the red 
uh, PSC grips. It's got the green ones. So the only the only red is the actual PSC logo that's, that's on it. the riser. That's on the inertia. That, that's where it says PSC inertia. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a small it's a small logo. I mean, it doesn't really make a difference anyway. No, no, not at all. I mean, it doesn't throw it off. I mean, there's so much like green on green and black on it right now that yeah. you don't even notice the sticker where it says, you know, that it's a PSC inertia on it. Eventually, I'd like to get those custom grips by, I think it's Rattler Grips. Mm-hmm. And uh, he does a really nice job yeah, at doing some custom grips. Mm-hmm. Like some, a lot of them, uh, they can have a marble effect, which is really cool. I've seen some that look like a stone right? Mm-hmm. kind of look. The bone I, look. Yeah. I don't know what material he uses, so I don't know how the feel of it is. Right. Which would look really nice, but I don't know how it sits like. I've seen a bunch for uh, lately that he's posted up that go on um, the verdicts mm-hmm. for the Matthews. And the way the Matthews grip is now compared to if you replace it with one of his. Right. Matthews has a nice uh, that cushion to it mm-hmm. and his does not. So I don't know how the the feel of it would change. From going from one to the other, I don't know what material he uses, if it, if it would get more of a... Um, a harder feel it probably would i mean like majority so of the replacement grips are like a hardened plastic it doesn't have that nice so it would be more yeah. you'd be just doing it for aesthetic looks yeah i mean it, it, it really wouldn't make any difference but i don't know if maybe he molds it with the new grip so that it fits the same way i don't it know might, i've, I've don't never know. really looked into it very much yeah i, I haven't looked into them at all i mean you know, the, the, except for them little ones, like you know, that are are glued on to the PSC, the little red, one, <clears throat> sorry, the little red ones that you remove, like that I replace with the green one. Yeah, they're the the. I don't, do they have like a specific? Name? It says grips. It ain't a grip. It, it's it's, it's just not part like of the a, grip. It's just no. the aesthetically. It's on the side of the riser. It's kind of like a long oval shape. Right. I don't know that. I don't know if it has like. It a, says grip. Well, I mean. That's what the listing is. It's like PSC side grips or but it's not whatever. Grip. It's not a real grip because your hand is against the bare riser. Yeah. So I don't so. know if it's an actual other name. Like your it. bow, your Vertex or a Hoyt, those have actual grips because you're not touching the riser at all. Right. You're, you're directly on, on, a grip. Uh, on a surface piece above the riser. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know. I, I like the way the inertia shooting. You know, that's for sure. I'm definitely going to be, as of right now, taking that one with me for when we go to tack. That's for sure. You know, I like the Evolve. Uh, I do, you know, I've said it before. I, I want the, the low let off mods. I just don't like the way it feels at the even at 80%. Uh, and then I'm probably going to end up setting that bow up for 3D type of stuff. Yeah. You know, this way it'll end up probably being like... Uh, uh, <laughs> probably end up being like a 30 inch stabilizer in the front and do a 12 inch back bar and like that type of setup for that bow instead instead of you know more towards the hunting stuff where i like my speed bow and whatnot yeah well that's how you are though the faster and the higher pounds you can say that it is and the better you like it yeah yeah i'm more comfortable with it yeah you're all about numbers and it's the mine is better than everyone else's no i don't think that at all (laughs) bullshit no, I I'm don't. I'm sorry. Wait, I, had a, I, I had like your bow. Throat. You know, hell, I'm trying to make your bow faster. I want to take the the. But it I won't be faster say, than yours. No, no. Well, you're at 50 pounds. Of course, it's not going to be faster than mine. Yeah. So I mean, you'll be helping me in any way you can. Right. Exactly. Right to I'm make it to faster. Help you make but it. But it's faster. not going to ever be faster than yours. Whatever. Because you know. Well, 
whatever. God, you're just absolutely killing this. So proving a point. No, I know. But what I want to do with yours um, is not so much to the bow; it's actually to the arrows. Like I want to stay using the X veins from boning because I like the way they are. I like mm -hmm. the way they fly and everything like that. But since your arrows are already shorter, your arrows are you know twenty six inches compared to mine's, which are twenty nine and a half. Right. Um, I figured we might try to lighten up your arrows a bit. Stay with the same veins, but since you can have you have the shorter arrows, we can switch yours to the two inch veins, and it should still fly just just fine, just right. the way it's been flying. Um, and also um, by switching from the three inch vein to the two inch X vein it'll drop five grains of veins. So I'll automatically be taking an extra 15 grains off your arrow, you know, which should help a little bit for the speed. We'll definitely get, it should definitely get the arrows over the 260 more. Right. Which would be nice. So, which would basically make it 20 feet per second faster than your evolve was. Yeah. So we have about, what do we figure? It was six weeks? About six weeks to go, yeah. Six weeks until we, we go to tech. Which I have to say, since we're talking, we, I know we talk about the total archery challenge a lot, but it is a really good event that if you can go to it, it is good to go to it. And I know we talk about it a lot and we don't really, we don't have anything involvement with them. Um, but it's funny because we saw the podcast with, uh, well, it was Gritty Bowman. Correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he actually had one of the, found, the founder. The founder of it. And I know, um, well, now there's a couple of the actual... Sean DeGray. Yeah. Like, he's the one that started it, and now there's uh, he has partners to help him mm -hmm. run it that are on his level. But I know he was on there talking about it, which if you you know want to know more about it, that's a good one to listen to because he goes into depth of everything that goes into it and where it started and whatnot. And um, one thing that I thought it was funny about it was the amount of people that are bitching the hate that he's been getting yeah well, and it's not the hate has to be it has a lot to do with the fact that he's trying to fulfill people's concerns of right. their complaints so therefore everyone's going to have you know a knock time for when you're going to start shooting there's going to be a certain amount of people it, it it's not like a crowd of people are going to go and then you just got to wait and you're waiting for hours and hours and hours that was one of the biggest thing everyone was complaining about. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. It started on an event, and then it grows in popularity. And, of course, the ones that where it starts were, like, uh, Utah and Montana. Mm -hmm. They sell out quick. Fast. They sell out, I think, within a couple hours of the open. Mm -hmm. And it, here's the issue. People are bitching that it sells out so quick. Right. And, you know, it's it's great for them because it sells out so quick, but then it sucks because not everyone can do it. But they are working on doing more events. He did say that they're trying to do maybe yeah, a second another a second. one in, in Utah. Mm -hmm. Um they don't know if the same location or not, but they're trying to do something close back to back. Right. But then here's another thing. If people don't bitch about the fact that they didn't get in because it sold out so quick, they bitch about the fact that they're waiting because there's so many people there. Right. So they actually had to pull back the attendance on, he said, on, I think, the Utah. Well, that's what to, I was saying. To that's make the wait less. Mm -hmm. But man, the the hate emails that he said that he got, mm -hmm. I mean, the people that actually said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm glad you guys did so well. And, you know, um, is there any way for me to get on a wait list? Then he actually will try and go out of his way 
yeah, to yeah. to help them, which he doesn't even understand how they even got his email. Yeah, and, they, um, they got his personal email yeah. address, which is funny. Compared to the person that actually, you know, uh, wrote in and said, uh, fuck you guys, you guys suck, uh, you know, it's sold out quick, and I can't believe this this shit that you're you're trying to do and blah. I mean, they just go on and on. I mean, you really think he's going to help you then? So honestly, if you are trying to get into one of those events out in Utah or Montana and you try to write to these people, be nice. Because you're going to get a <laughs> don't lot. Don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. Because <laughs> you're going to get a lot farther. And if they have a waiting list, you're probably going to get on the waiting list a lot quicker than someone else who's just being a little a-hole about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like Tennessee is not sold out. But that was just that just started last year, so that hasn't mm-hmm. probably gained popularity as as quickly yet. Um, well, I think the mid the, the the west of Midwest, no, is it no, whatever the west side, Utah, that that area, west you, side, right? You know, th- those states, bow hunting is so like archery itself is so much larger than it seems to be right. on the east coast. You know, Seven Springs, Pennsylvania, does good because that west side of Pennsylvania archery seems to be much more you know much the much bigger crowd well it's also the region too if you think about it every time we've gone to a sportsman show mm-hmm. we've seen more fishing yeah, yeah being on the east side yeah right because we're closer to more uh lakes and water and ocean right compared to like if you're in colorado or utah where you're mm-hmm. closer to more mountain ranges than you know the coast right just in comparison from one to the other mm-hmm. so i mean but they opened up vermont yeah killington Mm-hmm. Yeah, Killington is a really nice area. Mm-hmm. I've been to Killington. Oh, yeah, I've been um, there a long time ago for skiing. So maybe next year we're going to think about, because, I mean, we're already doing, if anyone wants to get married in our family or friends in the year 2020, it's an automatic no. So if you're in our family and you listen to us, I'm telling you right now, and you really <laughs> want us at the wedding, wait for 2021, because we're it's an automatic negative on the response for 2020. <laughs> okay, we're we're wedding Neg- now. We're taking a year off. All <laughs> Negatory. Right? So, <clears throat> you know, Vermont is actually one of the ones that we're looking at maybe because Utah. We wanted to do Utah and and um, Montana. Like you said, Utah sold out in like thirty three minutes. Yeah, that's insane. So that's I mean, nuts. props to them for that. But I could probably get tickets because I could be sitting here like. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Okay, let me get in. Wait, wait, well, wait. Okay, I think one of it. our favorite portions of that podcast <laughs> that uh, Brian called it from Gritty Bowman was the fact that the that um, Sean gave props to his customer service girl that does answers all the questions. The girl you've emailed like fifty times. Oh yeah, this poor girl that I've emailed at like eleven o'clock at night, and right. like five minutes later and she's emailed me back. Right, she responds immediately, and which is yeah. so true. I mean, the, she is on the ball when it comes to responding to yeah, stuff. She so she does deserve the props that he gave her in that podcast. But. I think we'll be going to maybe try out Vermont, see how that one goes. I need to do that or like Seven Springs, PA. Yeah, or that one too. So that'd be nice to be able to add in mm-hmm. to, besides the Tennessee. Right. And see if they add more because they're trying to do more. It's just, you know, it comes down to contracts and finding a venue that fits what they need and working with the owners and finding land. And there's a lot more in it than just saying, hey, there's a ski resort here, so I guess this will work. Oh yeah. Well, also the scheduling conflicts. You know, you don't you don't know what a place has. Yeah. You know, booked years in advance. A well, lot because of these Tennessee have. had a wedding also going on the same weekend, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Which we were trying to stay 
on the camping ground, but because of the wedding, and they said that it all. Well, they had a section out. of the property like no one was allowed there for the tack of it. Yeah. So it's like, okay, that's the wedding party over there. Nobody <laughs> go beyond this point if you're here for tack. Yeah. You know? Which wasn't too bad. No, it wasn't. It wasn't bad at all. It was actually kind of funny because when you're on the practice range, when we were in uh, last year at Tennessee, and you're shooting on the practice range, you heard the music from the wedding. Yeah. So it was pretty good. You got to shoot. But if they're getting the married there, they're probably more on the hillbilly side than the the stuck up rich side. Oh, anyway, that was a very so. nice area of Tennessee. Mm, yeah, but I honestly don't think they would have mind oh, that that was not. going on. Groom was probably pissed off he was at a wedding and not out there shooting with everybody. The groom. <laughs> okay, maybe his wife too. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> so you know it's uh, uh i think uh you know people need to keep their eye on the, these guys i think they're doing a pretty good job yeah yeah because uh, you know even tennessee the first year starting out there they did a pretty good job oh, yeah i At think they did I a think great so. job last year and that was only one day for us so we're gonna do three days this year we had to do the knock times so we'll see how that goes i hope that we're not uh with a lot of people but even still i don't think we'll mind too much because I don't see a problem. We're really. pretty easy going anyway. Mm-hmm. Man, unless we get with someone who's wearing fucking flip flops again. Well, they were in the group in front of us. Yeah, but, you know, I don't want to be walking. Well, actually, no, that might be good because, man, that'll give us some material for a podcast. It would, yes. Very much so. <laughs> that would be definitely true. Do you know what this fucking moron did? And she was native to the area, too. Yeah. She mm-hmm. knew that. Co- she knew that back. Yep. And she's like, well, I just didn't think it would have rained as hard as it did. It doesn't matter. Like, you should know that. Well, yeah, she wasn't expecting the puddles because Friday it did rain last year. We we went and shot on Saturday. Yeah, we thought we were going to get caught in rain. Right. And meanwhile, it was absolutely beautiful on that yeah. Saturday. And they do run it rain or shine, mm-hmm. which is fine for me. I don't really care. Oh, I don't give a crap. It's not like we'll be falling off a crevice. There's not really those <laughs> mountains. Falling off a crevice. <laughs> fucking crevice. There is a cliff you have to shoot off. Yeah, that's fine. But it's nothing compared to Utah. Oh, no, no, no. Probably not, no. Most likely not. So, mm-hmm. but that's that. Um, I don't know the episode that Gritty Bone... Uh, it was pretty... Uh, Within the last two weeks. Yeah, so if you go on there, I think... Does it actually label Total Archery Challenge on the, the title? If they, someone wanted to go listen to it? I don't know. I don't have to look. Okay. I think it might. If anything, it, it it probably would have Sean DeGray's name on it. Yeah. So oh, if you I look think, for... no, it says like Tack is sold out okay. is the name of the podcast. So if you look at, for something like that, that's a really, really good one to listen to because he goes into all that if you're interested in, in something like that. It's really cool to listen to as far as everything that goes into what they do. Right. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. So, but that's six six weeks away for us. Um. So we'll have... We have a couple things, not really too much to actually get ready. I have to make sure my bow is all dialed in. I mean, obviously, we when we get to the practice range, I'll have to, I'll be able to double check my, my longer shots mm-hmm. because we only have a, a shorter shot to do here up until that event, right. which is fine. We can do the same thing that we did last year with that app, as far as figuring out distance. Yeah, the Uno app. Yep. Yep, and mm-hmm. we'll get our arrows situated arrows situated and make sure everything is in order before we go as far as bow wise mechanically speaking make sure we don't get there and and find something wrong in the bow 
don't think we'll find fixed. I don't think we'll find anything wrong. No, I don't think okay. so either. But it's always good to double check before you go because you don't want to get out there and be like, oh shit. No, oh, I know, I know. Absolutely. But yeah, uh the Gritty Bowman podcast we were talking about with Sean DeGray is episode number four forty seven. It, it it is actually called Tax Soul Tax Sells Out. There you know, his podcast is a good one to listen to. Yeah, especially now it's that he, not... his brother's involved with him, so it's a lot more uh a flow of conversation when he does the opening of the podcast because him and his brother can actually Yeah, you know, go back and forth. Oh, what was the the funny little uh numbers that they threw out there about total lost arrows he asked them because when they find arrows oh. people who they they lose arrows in the woods or they get them stuck in a tree or the they whatever explode when they hit so a rock. they actually they'll go through and they'll try and pick them all up at the end of the event mm -hmm. and he was wondering if they knew a rough amount of as far as dollar amount of arrows they find after the event, because like, like the tops get they they get busted off, or yeah, it was like a quarter, a quarter of, a of a million dollars. And what they do is with the arrows that are not completely destroyed, like the they, tips cracked right. off, they or, take them, cut them down to the safe. They have all the arrows checked, whatever, cut them down to the safe points, and then they all go to like the NAS programs for kids and whatnot. Yeah, which because is nice. if you figure you take one of yours and the top just gets cracked, you mm -hmm. can just cut that off and it's still fine. Yeah, exactly. So that's really cool, but that's a lot of fucking arrows. Yeah, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars <laughs> in arrows. So, and and that's what makes me laugh. I mean, because when we went last year, there was guys that were like, "Oh, the Sitka course is fucking brutal." One guy lost twelve <clears throat> arrows. Yeah, one guy lost twelve. One guy lost seven. Another guy lost eight. And I'm like, "Oh shit!" And they're thinking well, about it when he's like, "Yeah, two hundred fifty grand in arrows." I'm like, "Wait a minute, between those three dudes, that was." Two and a half dozen arrows. That's well, $250. It depends on what arrows you bring. And you're not going to bring your, uh, you know, your more expensive setup. I don't know. There was guys there with the setups they would hunt with. I'm bringing my carnivores. I would damn right hunt with my carnivores. If I was still using the FMJs, I would have went there with two dozen FMJs. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. So, you know, if I would have lost a dozen FMJs there, it's $140 down the shitter, and that's not, you know, that's including field tips, whatever. So if one person loses a dozen, you're talking $150 a head. Didn't he say, though, the last time they went to the, the, the last years, he he missed seven in a row? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that just fucking sucks. There's people that do that. They will just keep flinging arrows no matter how many they lose on the same target. They're like, no, I'm going to hit this shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but if, if something's not set up right, then doesn't matter how hard you try yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so and the um is the yeti gonna be there of course the sasquatch that was molded from the actual yeah animal it's supposed to be a scaled replica of a yeti that's like nine foot tall yeah the actual yeti and i i think that's the last shot on the prime course that'd be nice and it's a hundred and like eight yards or some stupid shit which is nice because your arrow should hit him like it even, should hit him well because if you think about it if the, the actual shot is is toward the center mass he's so like up and down away from it mm -hmm. like it's such a long target that if you're high or low you should hit like you shouldn't lose I your hope arrow. so you should have like a 20 yard <laughs> leeway to, from big toe to forehead yeah i know on the arc so of that i'm kind of hoping yeah. that'd be nice that's that's a, that's a far shot. I mean, we'll see. 
you know, if, you got to figure this too. I mean, if it's that large of a scale and a lot of people's sight tapes stop at a hundred yards on their single pins that are adjustables. Yeah. If you want to hit him in the chest, you have to aim for his forehead because of the drop of the arrow. So if not higher, depending on your speed, I mean, it's that, that that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a drop off. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, it should be interesting. I'm. I don't know. Well, we're doing them all, so we're, we plan on doing all of the courses. Plus, you know. And I don't remember. I think um, I set up our knock time at Mountain Ops is the first day. Yeah, nine o'clock. And then I think I did Prime and then Sitka. I don't remember which order. Okay, it doesn't matter. We're doing them all anyway. And yeah, I'm sure we we'll end up throwing the locals course in somewhere. Oh yeah, I figured that one could be thrown in as a second course. Yeah, if we need to keep going for the day, we can go do the That's locals. That's why I course. did a nine a.m. knock time. Mm-hmm. So I figured by the time we get those, we could probably jump on the locals and do a second, and then right. Prime and Sika, we could do the same thing. Those in the morning, and then we could jump on the local for, you know, yeah, a just second to run the through. Day off, yeah. yeah, which would be it nice. It'll be fine. It'll be like thirty miles in three days of hiking. It's fine. I'm actually going to track it. I have my little GPS that I run with. Mm-hmm. You can set it to hike. So and then I'll have my GPS running, and it'll tell us the actual elevation gain and then loss, like going up and down the hills. Mm-hmm. And then it'll tell us like how long it took and um, the mileage. So that'll be nice to actually see from day to day which course took okay. us. Very good. Elevation and All right, and speaking mileage. of your GPS thing, since you uh, oh, you know, initially started that whole thing on the podcast with challenging yourself to do 1500 miles for the year. Yeah. How are you doing with challenging yourself? You might as well mention that now. I am at um What is my mileage at anyway? Jesus. I don't have my phone. I'm at 3 Okay, so basically for 1500 miles a year, it worked out to 125 miles each month as a minimum that I had to make to actually meet the 1500. Right. So every month I make sure, okay, so for this month I had to end up at 375 for a minimum to be on track. So as of today, I'm at 382.6. Right. And there's still a week left of this month. Yeah. Yeah. So each month though, I'm I'm doing separate challenges too. So -hmm. like this month, I had to make sure I ran 200 kilometers, which was 125 miles. Right. But I started that one late in the month. Right. So I still have like 40 kilometers to run for that one, which is 25, about like 24 and a half miles. Right. Which I'll be able to do. I've been doing about making sure I do uh, like at least five miles to six miles every day. You know, a day here and there might be shorter, like the days we go shooting. I make sure that, you know, I'm back by a certain time. So if I run less, I run less. You know, other days, you know, I have a couple that I've run seven miles or so. So, so far, I'm actually on track for the 1500 for the year. Right. But then again, we'll be in like tack. It'll be, I'm not going to count that because I'll be hiking. Um, so I'm not really going to count that toward my mileage. You might as well. I mean, because it's going to be terrain. So it's not going to be like flat ground. Yeah. So we'll you can see. still count that mileage. It's still, you know, physical exercise of, you know, uh, moving and whatnot. And then uh, when we go to Boston for that weekend, I'm going to try and run while we're in Boston. Yeah, Boston's only two and a half days, though. I know, so but only, that's You know, two, you already take one day off a week, so. But that's two and a half days, you know. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind. I'll have to see how it goes. I'm going to try just to ba- pack a backpack, so 
if my extra stuff doesn't fit, then I'm not going to be doing it. Right. But I'm keeping it light for that trip. So if it doesn't fit in the backpack, then it doesn't go. Period. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. Or I could just wear my running shoes. Yeah, you could do that for yeah. the weekend. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'll see how that goes. And then the wedding in September, I'll be running for while we're up there. Yeah, well, that's easy. I mean, we'll be with family and whatnot up there. So, I mean, you'll have plenty of area to run. The only thing I think that'll be a little bit more intense is that area is a lot more hilly than here. That's all right. I'll have to make it work. Oh, yeah. But by from then, from now to then, I should be in more uh, more better, better shape than I am now. Oh, I'm sure. As I get there. So it shouldn't be, well, I wouldn't say great shape, but I'm in better shape than I was. Right. But I still have room to improve, so I don't think it's. Yeah, but uh, I mean, at this point already, you're already doing a 10K a day with no problems. Right. But. Which is good. Could be better. Yes, I didn't think it could always be better. (laughs) You know, you're still doing a 10K a day with no issues whatsoever. You know, especially since you got the new shoes and stuff like that. So your knees are not hurting anymore. And Yeah, it's another good thing. My knee isn't hurt. I still wear the brace because it's still a little iffy when I don't wear it. Right. I think because my other shoes, I think the heel was collapsing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what the woman at the shoe store told me. That when you feel that pain where I felt it in the kneecap, mm-hmm. that's from the the shoe, actually, the heel collapsing. Right. In the in the shoe. And I guess it puts certain strain on other and she was a runner runner, like, you know. Oh yeah, you one can of tell those, she was. Yeah. And, you know, she works in a specialty shop too that deals with runners that do longer distances and stuff like that. So honestly I, I would believe her over my own thoughts about it. Oh and, any day uh, of the week. and also yeah, when you do say a specialty shop, it is literally a running specialty store. Yeah. It is the Green Greenville Running Company. Yeah. I have a pair of uh the Innovates, which, you know, they uh they're definitely worth the money. I ha- I have to say. They're they're definitely worth the money. Well, you've been doing much, much better. Yeah. So I still wear the brace just to make sure my knee can get stronger before I decide to run without it. Mm-hmm. And You know, the problems I had with my ankle, I actually, which is funny because when I wear my, a pair of my old shoes for just every day, Mm -hmm. I feel some of the pain coming back in my ankle. But then when I'm running with those. You don't feel it at all. Don't feel it. So I think the way the heel is actually on the other shoes, it might be hitting or it it might not be fitting my heel right where it's actually causing, it's almost like a bruising effect. Right. It's the impact. Yeah. So definitely the shoes. The shoes make a difference. And as cheap as I can get on stuff, the shoes were definitely worth the money. You should have seen the cringe look on her face when we bought these running sneakers for her. Probably the most expensive sneakers you've bought in the entire time we've been together. My lifetime. Probably, possibly, yeah. They're like $150. No, $120 something. Well, because she gave us an extra coupon. Oh, that is true, yeah. Because we spent $250 something that day because we both got sneakers. Yep. So... Um, but they are worth it. If you run and, you know, it's something that you're looking into, I have to say the Innovates for me. And Well, worked. you have the regular version. I have the trail running versions. Yeah. Which well, are also super, super comfortable. They have you try them out too. So, you know, you're not just saying, oh, I've heard great things about these. I'm going to get them. But if your foot doesn't fit in them well, then it really doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. 
Well, so, the cool thing was that machine that you make you stand in. It's like, well, you know, even with me, because I, I cater to one leg because my left knee always hurts me. Yeah. And they're like, well, you, you have so much more pressure on your right leg. I'm like, yeah, I just naturally lean on that leg. It's one of those pressure machines that actually show you where you're putting all of your... Uh, your weight. Your weight naturally. Mm-hmm. So, well, mine's all on my heels too. Mm-hmm. Which I, I don't know what that if that means anything, but that's where uh it might just be tight ligaments in your ankles and stuff like that where is it supposed to be it should be even between your heels and the balls of your feet okay yeah no no yeah. not both even close. me and you were like complete <laughs> stone red on the freaking heels and it was like my, my toes didn't even show up on the printout no my well my shows were faint yeah it was but. like a, a bare like blue dot where Steph's toes were mine were like okay there's this dude has heels he stubs yeah he's got heels hmm you know it, it was funny a very cool machine you know and uh well she even said that like when we were there you know that machine shows you okay maybe you do need to do some of the uh the ankle stretches and stuff like that basically where you like you know you lay on the floor and your feet are pointed where you try to get your shin to touch the floor this way you you stretch out that front tendon which will allow your feet to t- to to push at the toes instead right which is i thought that was really 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 cool you know kind of uh, uh, kind of stresses the importance of that because it actually shows you okay your muscles are so tight they're fucking you up yeah so it's a very very cool machine so all right so and one of the other topics we wanted to talk about was what's going on in asa and stuff now they have decided to introduce drug testing and uh first off uh, i i'm completely for it i agree with it so anytime you you are in a competition against another person and you're being separated as far as um, groupings because of, you know, whatever level that you're shooting at mm-hmm. and you're shooting to win a good amount of money, it is on a level, I believe, that people would be more likely to actually cheat, I should say, right. to win the money. So I do agree with the fact that they're going to be drug testing. Oh, I agree. See, and, uh, and, and so it's, see, the weird part is when you think about pro archers income against your, you know, your other pro athletes, your baseball pro athlete, your football, your well, hockey, our, our pro athletes don't make anywhere near what they are. But when you consider in one weekend, they could win $30,000, it's still a good chunk of money. Where yeah, you can, but here's you know, the problem with comparing. You can't really compare it because it's not apples to apples. Oh, no, I know it's not. The thing is, if you compare it, Let's just okay. We're let's just talk about like comparing it to football, pro right. athlete. Football is more of a widespread watched on TV and mm-hmm. uh, you know followed by more people in general right. than archery be right. And you're not going to turn on your your normal day like NBC or ABC or whatever show or whatever. On you know a Sunday and see oh an archery event compared to football right like if you'll see a football game so they're not pulling in that money oh no, no from no. people watching or going to the games and buying the sports apparel and whatever else they have selling so that's kind of where the difference comes in as far as income so you can't really say well you know they don't pull in the same amount of money so they shouldn't be you know, part of the same amount of rules and whatever else. 
Because you're not comparing the same thing. It's like comparing apples to oranges. Oh, I agree. Well, that that's one of the biggest arguments that is that they're they're trying to say that is that they're introducing drug testing into the ASAs and whatnot, and the income amount is nowhere near what these other professional athletes will be making. Now, I, you know that's like what you were saying. It, it, it's such a valid point. Is that there's not that popularity in archery as of yet, and I mean it, it is always possible. They drug test for every sport. You got NASCAR drug tests, F1 freaking drug tests. Everybody's drug testing. So why hasn't Archery been doing it for a while? Listen, if you're winning a, a good amount of money, that and obviously not everyone, when it comes to money, not everyone is honest. Let's just right. break it down. You're not going to get honesty out of everyone. And if someone thinks that they could pull something over from the next person and do whatever they need to do to give them an up mm -hmm. to win the money, then... You sh you should have you know other rules and regulations that are set in there to make it an even playing field. Right. No, and if I agree. you don't like it, then obviously you might be doing something that you shouldn't be doing. They didn't like it. Oh, you no. know. I don't agree with. The only thing I don't agree with is we were talking about what they do as far as like when you're uh, you know the piss tests and stuff like that. And the lack of privacy. Oh, that was the world archery stuff. All right. So what you're referencing is, um, if you, if anyone wants to go and, and two really good podcasts that have to do with this drug testing stuff, both were done by Bo Junkie. Uh, the first one, Greg was talking to Paige Pierce. And then the second one, he was talking to Levi Morgan. Right. And Paige described what goes on in world archery when it comes to the drug testing. And, you know, here with a lot of the normal drug testing, it's like, yeah, hey, yeah, go in the bathroom, piss in this cup, and you're done. Archery, apparently, or world archery, apparently doesn't play that type of shit. You aren't going in the bathroom by yourself. They're going to go in the bathroom, and they're going to watch you fill that cup. And I don't mean, like, physically watch for, or someone like the nurse is going to stand behind you. No, no, no. Spread your legs. We're going to make sure the urine's coming out of your body, which is borderline fucking creepy. It's not but, really borderline creepy. It is actually creepy. And I don't know. I feel like there's ways that you can actually, when you're doing the testing, actually test to decipher that it belongs to you or not. Right. There has to be some kind of hormones or chemicals that come out of your body to, to say, like, okay, we get a blood sample, and if there's any abnormalities that come out of it, uh, I, think I don't they know. Do it I'm with not urine a urine because there's there's no you know um, you don't have to worry about damaging veins. No, no, no. My point is, is that um, to test the sample if it's yours or not. Right, right, right. There, there should be a way. I don't know, but I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Neither do I. Neither am I'm I. not a doctor. Okay. So I think that's just borderline fucking creepy i think if i was which i'm not not even close on the level of talent to actually have a chance to go in there and that was the regulations i don't do anything to even be considered i don't do anything i think i drink that's the that's the most and that's and not, that, even, not a even a lot i think i have like a beer a week now yeah pretty much um I mean, 24 packs been lasting us almost two months yeah but my privacy is, if as far as that level of stuff, 
I I won't do it. I wouldn't do it. If they told me that's what I would have to do, I'd be like, then I'm not even going to bother. I don't do anything, and it would come out clean. Right. Like my own, and I'm not hiding anything. But I just don't like the fact that that... I have a level of privacy when it comes to the bathroom. <laughs> and I don't... I You know, there's, there's certain things that just because you're a parent and just because you're married to someone or you're dating someone or whatever, there I feel like there's certain things in your life that you should be able to claim private mm-hmm. and that should be yours and you shouldn't have to give up all your privacy and that's one of mine oh yeah and uh i wouldn't want someone in there doing that kind of shit oh no i just think it's it's wild i mean oh i know i i it just i agree with the drug testing but man well that's what made me laugh like like when he was talking to Paige, she brought up a lot of like good points like people are using beta blockers to calm their nerves yeah uh people are basically smoking pot beforehand yeah a couple hits calms your nerves completely down and that's what it seems like they're drug testing for they they want everyone to be on the same level field level playing field um uh, the only other thing that really was bad and they really really got their ass kicked for it was like they straight up said okay we're gonna start drug testing you all have 30 days to get ready Mm. which wasn't good I mean, because, the diabetic, the, that's what we're talking about. Right. There was a whole list of medications on this thing that straight up that if your shit was on this, you were going to fail. And it w- if you failed, it was a fucking career ending failure. So you were done. Um, so there was a lot of people, you know, if they were diabetic, like you said, they'd have to switch medications, uh, especially diabetics, because a lot of them are known to have, um, oh, fuck, what's it called with the nerves? You, like your your hand your hands will tingle and your feet. My father has it because my father is diabetic. Um, Wait, the actual medication or the side effect you're talking about? No, the side effect of being diabetic. There, there's uh, like your nerves and your feet will Lim- kind numbing. Of, no, no, it's not numbing. Oh, I can't remember the damn whatever. Is it like when your foot falls asleep and you no. get that tingling feeling? No. Well, impossibly. You might feel like that. You'll feel your your nerves tingle is the problem and when you're diabetic they'll actually give you the same medication they gave me after i hit my head and was having the 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 the, the twitching seizures that you know from when i got my concussion right um so they're not allowed to take that shit anymore because it's a nerve deadening medication Mm. because it can literally calm your nerves down in that situation i think they should be able to say listen um it's gonna take as far as the doctor thinks for me to switch to one that complies you know it's going to take an appropriate you know x amount of days right Mm -hmm. i think they should allow them to do something like that or just say okay uh you know at the beginning of this season we're going to tell you guys these are the rules and regulations that we're going to be testing for this is what's prohibited this is what's not you know and um you have until next season oh yeah to comply and then they they have a year of okay this is what I have to work out for my doctor. This is what I have to switch to. And if within a year time they can't get their shit together, then that's mm-hmm. their own fault. Because no, no, I agree. A year is is plenty to if that's something that you need mm-hmm. and you have to switch to and work with your doctor and and do it in a manner that's actually fine. Oh, I know. So I don't think they took into account too is like when you have, make someone switch medications and drugs like that. How long is it going to take that particular drug to leave your system? Yeah. So if you can sell someone 30 days and now you're trying to, using the diabetic and the the nerve deadening, uh, the nerve desensitizing medication, for example, 
who says that medication is going to be completely out of your blood in 30 days? I don't it may think, not be. I don't think a lot of them are. No, I know, but that, that's the point. Like, yeah. You say, okay, we're going to start this in 30 days. This dude's going to have to stop taking this this medication so and his nerves are going to go crazy. But that medication may not be out of his blood or out of his body, whichever way you want to refer to it, right. by the time the drug testing starts. So he may pop and fail any fucking way, Yeah. which is really bad. So, but now I guess they they backtracked and said, okay, we're gonna. This is what we're gonna start, and it, it's. I, I believe it's actually gonna start next in a couple of months, maybe, or maybe possibly next season. I, I completely like got so pissed off I stopped paying attention to it. <laughs> um, like this, but there's even like anti-allergy medications on there. Like Levi Morgan made a joke of like, don't take any fucking Claritin, you're gonna fail. Well, that's the whole thing that was going on with the GNC supplements right that the ufc guys were that were taking just your general oh that's yeah that's what from uh gnc they were just Mm -hmm. taking the supplements that they sell so obviously if it's being sold in a store it shouldn't you wouldn't think anything illegal would be in it right and they were getting popped for for random shit that was actually in some of the things that they were taking Mm -hmm. well that's what levi made another joke about during the uh during the podcast with Greg was the fact of like, he had to call, you know, he's sponsored by mountain ops. Yeah. So of course he's going to, he calls up Jordan from mountain ops. Like, yo, there better be nothing dirty in this shit. <laughs> you know, my, my career's on the freaking line here. Oh my God. And he's like, Jordan, that know. would be a, that would be a business ending for mountain ops. Yeah. Yeah. No, if but they got Jordan, caught for that shit, you know, Jordan and Casey, the, the, the two brothers from mountain ops said, no, like everything that we have is completely clean. There yeah. is no, um, uh, the the World Drug Association, whatever. There's nothing on there that's not supposed to be. They're in compliant there. with everything. Right, everything is completely compliant. Like like anyone who's one of these archers that's on a pre workout, like you said, they buy something from GNC, they can fail because a lot of these pre workouts and shit, they're coming in dirty because they're coming in from other countries. <laughs> yeah. So how many fucking UFC fighters have been suspended because they're like. The fuck you talking about, dude? I took some fucking amino acids from GNC. That's all I'm taking. Yep. And you're popping me for roids? Get the fuck. And sure shit, they test it. Guys, like, here's the bottle, and there's anabolic shit inside the fucking pre workouts and stuff. I think even uh, if you watch CrossFit, uh, Matt Frazier, he doesn't take he doesn't take anything. Nothing. He takes like zero supplements or anything mm-hmm. like that. As far well, the last time that we were kind of. Uh, I think he he did like an interview about it too. Yeah, he said he won't take nothing because people are popping because it's the, too iffy. Tests. If you don't know what's in it, like they could tell you what's in it, but when you get down to the couple last lines of that ingredient, when you start reading these like, you know, thirty syllable words <laughs> that have like X's and Z's in them and shit, you don't know what the hell that is. It could be anything, and plus the fact that these companies can put it under an umbrella of like one. They can write one ingredient, mm-hmm. and it's kind of acts as an umbrella that it can include the blend, the thing that they put on. Yeah, it, it can and possibly shit. include a number of like forty ingredients that may be part of it. Mm-hmm. That's how uh, unknown mixtures. Which is yeah, fun. that's how companies get away with this shit. Yeah, because they can put that down and they can say, "Well, we did disclose everything, but they really didn't disclose everything. They can still oh, yeah. hide shit down as like um, the secret." ingredient Mm -hmm. and if it's considered secret they don't have to disclose it because that might be giving up their business trades that yeah their trademarks or trade secrets or whatever which is a little bullshit 
is what it is. I, but I, I agree. I think people should have to disclose everything that's in something. Yeah. And, you know, if another company, like, copies it ingredient for ingredient, then, yeah, go around and sue them. But, you know, until then. Well, that's what I think is funny. I mean, the industry right now, people are having to work worry about their pre-workouts and stuff like that because all these, these different sports, everyone's drug testing now, which is, you know, completely acceptable. You're getting paid great. to do the job, you know, and your paycheck is enormous. Yeah, everyone should be on the same level playing field. But it's that problem is going into like everything you know yeah. you, you got companies buying vats that were used to make other medications and stuff like that and they can make an over-the-counter you know vitamin or something that was made in that vat and all they did was swipe the side they know the exact mixture of what was in the, the pharmacy grade pill and they just make a, gene a generic version and they sell it at a fucking gas station yeah you know well, the generics compared to the actual name brand shit are just as good. Mm -hmm. It's just these companies want money. That's, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I understand that's why you're in business, but some are more greedy than others, mm -hmm. which is sad, but that's how it goes around. I mean, all the commercials I hear now, like uh, this commercial is brought to you by uh, Merck, which is one of the big. No, one of the huge drug companies, yes. Yeah. Or pharmaceutical companies. The pharma a drug company pharmaceutical companies but they're one of the big ones that push all that shit mm -hmm. they they push a lot so yep. we'll see how this goes so it's probably gonna you're probably gonna see the effects of it next year of all these new regulations they're putting out oh yeah i'm sure when does world archery what's their schedule like oh i don't even know i have to look into it because that wasn't a big one that we we would watch but i want to start watching lately, that type of stuff yeah the field uh, the field tournaments and stuff like that yeah i know Paige just won some usa uh indoor shoot no i'm talking about the one with like um what's that the asian they're always talking about that that has like this awesome score the korean it's, guy um yeah yeah that's the, the guy with the uh the the, the, the recurve bow yeah, those, that's careers. the one I'm talking about. Because mm -hmm. honestly... That it's always him, Brady Ellis, or uh, Wilder. Wilder, the guy that looks like um, Sheldon. Yes, that's right. Yes, you know, I have to say, constantly. they're very, very talented. And when you see the distance and they're outside, so they're dealing with wind and whatever else. Mm -hmm. and, but man, it gets, it gets kind of... Intense stale to watch why i can't it's like watching golf like it's they got an enormous amount of talent and it's great but sometimes man it's just i don't know uh, it's those that well, target i like 3d archery watching it yeah i like the you know some of the other ones that we watched from lancaster mm -hmm. i like those i like the shoot-offs yeah. The one to one where it's like, oh but but man, like some of these other ones it just I can't. Like it just gets too stale for me. Well, I think now that's the big thing that they're publicizing and when they put it on the air, everything has been shoot offs. It's you know, Korea versus Denmark or something like that, where you'd have the guy the, the guy you're talking about against the the dude who looks like Sheldon. Yeah. From Big Bang Theory. You know. 
or Brady Ellison versus somebody else. And then when they do the mixed teams, it's pretty much Brady and Mackenzie Brown going. Brady, why do you? Whatever. <laughs> he's uh, making up names. No, he's. I think his name's Bradley, and I keep calling him Brady. Oh. Um, Brady Ellison. No, Brady <laughs> Ellison. Yeah, his name is Brady. It's his first fucking name. Um. <laughs> Whatever, Ellison and Mackenzie Brown, when they do the mixed teams, the guy and the girl, and then them two just fucking wreck everybody. And then if you look at Compound, everyone has to worry about Sarah Lopez from Columbia because she just dominates the shit out of everything in that kind of division. Yeah. You know. I don't know. It depends on the scenery, I think it is for me. Right. I think the thing that's intriguing is the fact that it's all 50 and 70 meters. It's nothing close. Talk American. Like 80 yards. Thank you. <laughs> talk American. If you ever have, uh, if you have kids and you're watching uh, the, the penguins, penguins of Madagascar, they're falling and he's talking in meters. He's like, <laughs> Kowalski, talk American. Yep. And he starts, he goes to, to 325 yards. feet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's like golf. Sometimes, sometimes, not all the time. I think I, we both like 3D more than anything you know, else. They have so much talent and you know they're great and it's like the shit that they, they pull off is, you know, something that you'd probably never be able to do but just watching and the silence and then they do a good shot so it's like the golf clap and the oh, you hear the crowd, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like ooh. the guy from Lancaster. All right, folks, if they missed a shot, you could you could yeah. be like, ooh, and um, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, you know, and it goes back to like that whole Billy Madison, not Billy Madison, uh, Happy Gilmore, mm-hmm. where, you know, he gets Go the crowd. home. He gets the crowd wild, you know, riled up. Right. Mm-hmm. It makes it more enjoyable. Yep, yep, yeah, exactly. But. Oh. God damn it, stop yawning. I can't help it. It's late for us. <laughs> it is late. Our kids didn't want to go to bed tonight. Yeah. So, but that's about it for, I mean, this week, you know, we wanted to talk about the fact that I got the inertia back. It's up running 308 feet per second, shooting smooth. Mm-hmm. Want to talk about the whole drug testing thing because ASA kind of blew, you know, screwed the pooch on it and had to backtrack a bit. Yeah. You know, anything else? No side notes this week? <laughs> no side notes. No side notes. Okay. You can tell I'm tired because there's no side notes. Yeah, exactly. You're not rambling off <laughs> as much as always. Yeah. If I'm if I'm more on a calm side, then you know that I'm I'm getting close to tired. Bedtime. Yep. Yeah. But if I have a ton of side notes, then you know it's early enough that we did this. Oh yeah. <laughs> so all right, folks. Well, this is uh all for this week. We will be back probably maybe we'll do a road clip on tuesday when we go to the range because it's about the only day during the week we can go this week because anthony is off from school for three days this week yeah because his school is doing uh evaluations for other kids like him um so get out go have fun go shoot and we'll see y'all uh either in the middle of the week or the end of the week y'all